Good evening and welcome to the Squadron's Town Hall, an online conversation with our senior leadership team, Commodore Sean McDermott and General Manager Scott King. I'm Michaela Sani, Communications and Membership Manager here at the club, and I will be your moderator for this session. Before we begin, we want to thank you, our members, for the encouraging amount of questions submitted in advance. We will do our best to cover a good selection of these submissions that speak to all aspects of the club. Tonight's 45-minute discussion will focus on the club's current state, on-site safety protocols, departmental strategies, and our own unique season ahead. This platform includes a Q&A feature where participants are welcome to submit questions. We ask that you please continue to be kind in your questions and feedback as we work through the season ahead together. Be sure to make sure that your volume is up so that you can hear us loud and clear. There is a hand raising feature on this forum that will not be monitored, so we ask that you please do not use this. The Q&A button is below in the toolbar. And now I would like to introduce Commodore Sean McDermott for his opening remarks. Good evening, fellow members. Welcome to our first ever town hall. We find ourselves in unprecedented times, coping as we are with an ongoing pandemic. The nature of the challenges brought on by this pandemic are certainly unique in our club's long history. Nevertheless, we can take strength in the fact that during its 183 years of existence, the squadron has had to face even greater challenges from time to time, but has, on every occasion, prevailed. The source of our resilience and our ability to navigate the most troubled waters has always been you, our members, the heart and soul of our club. It is only through the sacrifice of so many of our predecessors, the squadron continues to hold its place at the front of the fleet. It is now time for us to do our part to keep the story going. In this time of pandemic, we see many of our freedoms being curtailed when for a great many of us, one of the greatest freedoms we can enjoy is simply being out on the water. Even with restrictions easing, we still have a long way to go to get back to the normal of just a few months ago. As your board and staff move carefully forward, we need your help. And what we ask of you is straightforward. Please stay the course. As a not-for-profit organization, we must be ever mindful of the need to find the right balance between revenues and expenses. While we've tightly controlled our costs and sought federal and provincial program relief where available, there is little more that can be done on that front. We prepared for as normal a season as possible, all the while balancing the need for fiscal restraint. The challenge here is what we don't control, the when or even the if of a normal season. Yet your squadron, even in its quieter state, is not free of expenses, including maintenance, security, reduced staff, meeting the ever-evolving changes from our government, who in turn are struggling to formulate policy to keep us all safe. We must weather the storm, and we need to work together until it passes. What will be of greatest help now is for members to pitch in by moving forward as if our season will proceed as normal. On our part, we delayed issuing bills for boatyard storage, launching, slips, and services until we had a better idea of what lay ahead. As the new normal develops and we see the possibility of a real season commencing, albeit with restrictions, we're moving forward with billings. You could do your part by settling your account promptly to give us the leeway to proceed. Now it's time to work together as a seasoned crew. Let us rise to meet this challenge as one and move forward. I thank you in advance for doing your part. And now I'll hand it over to our general manager, Scott King. Thank you, Commodore. Good evening, everyone. Thanks for taking the time to join us. We've certainly found ourselves in different and challenging times. 
However, with challenge also comes opportunity. And now, very fortunately, we're on the cusp of being able to enjoy our summer at the club, potentially more than we otherwise might have. We've travelled a large distance in a very short months, from shutting down and locking everyone out, to now having boats in the water, food and beverage available, learn to sail and race teams ready to go, and many members with smiles on their faces. We're all tired, but now rightly we can show some enthusiasm. Summer is here, we can enjoy the club, and we can go sailing. Clubhouse access and full service dining recommences at the club this Friday, June 5th. While that experience will be very different, as it will be everywhere you may go in the city, it may also gradually return to something more social as we get further away from the virus. There will be opportunity for members to have some new experiences and to make new connections. Perhaps you can spend more time picnicking around the grounds or relaxing on your boat. You might gain a new appreciation for the squadron, even develop some new traditions and occasions to share with friends and family. After experiencing restricted movement and privileges for a while, you might actually appreciate the genuine freedom that sailing and or relaxing at the club brings that little bit more. Provincial approval for instructional programs and racing was achieved just yesterday, which is very exciting. Both of these operations will be different again, but at least we'll be able to do something when doing nothing seemed a real possibility just a few short months ago. My team and your committees have been working very hard to develop innovative strategies to chart the best course forward in terms of racing and learning in a safe environment. We're all focused 100% on getting as many bums in boats as we can, supporting our junior pathways and advancing the sport of sailing. My team have proven themselves time and again as they adjusted to new protocols almost daily and kept their professionalism at all times. Our boatyard and marina look so ready to go, it would almost seem like nothing has happened, and our grounds do as well. My administration team packed up quietly and set up remotely, and I'm very proud of their productivity and performance through this unusual time. The administrative functions of the club have not missed a beat. As we've stepped through this situation right from the very start, we've had member and staff safety at the front of our decision-making. We respect our position as the leader in the province in terms of sailing, Many clubs are in constant contact with us to see what we are thinking and what decisions we were making. I don't pretend to have made all the right decisions all of the time. However, I am confident that we kept pace with provincial directions, respected our leadership role, and managed to stay a step ahead in terms of planning for outcomes and managing the times, the, the timings, I'm sorry, as they occurred. The core public health measures are in effect here as they are everywhere else. Wash your hands regularly, maintain six foot distance from those not in your bubble, Maximum single groups, group size of 10, sanitise, and if you've been away, then you must self-isolate for 14 days. Further, if you feel well, or if any, unwell, I'm sorry, or if anyone in your bubble feel unwell, then do not come to the club and perform the online assessment tool as available. Outside of provincial guidelines, we do have some club-specific processes in our published protocols, and I encourage you all to familiarise yourself with them. I won't go through them all now. However, there are two that I will mention. The first is giving way to those coming ashore. If you see someone on the docks either about to leave or walking to land, stand back and let them come ashore. You may lose a minute of time, however, this is an important minute for us to ensure we maintain social distance. The same can be said for sailors. For example, if you want to launch and the ramp is busy, you must wait. If people are coming in, you must wait for them, even if it means hanging onto your dolly for an extra minute longer than you might have last year. The second is being mindful of your surroundings on the docks. It's easy to rush and not see someone on their knees tying a cleat or see them and then walk too close to them anyway or tie up too close to another boat. Everyone will need to be observant and patient for this to work properly. 
people will need to communicate and support each other as a team, but I'm pretty sure that's what sailors do. Please don't get me wrong, the response from our members to our decisions and actions have been overwhelmingly positive. Of course, I'm not surprised by this, I was actually expecting it. However, we can't get complacent and we can't lose sight of the importance of teamwork. We have to keep supporting each other and communicating. I'm not looking to overmanage the membership. I'm expecting all to manage themselves and to help each other and their club. As one member said to me recently, well, if the squadron membership can't as a team guide the club through this storm, then I don't know who can. I couldn't agree more. So my sincere thanks for joining us tonight. I look forward to answering some questions. And again, I ask you for all to help us as a team and your club to manage through these difficult times together. And I hope you thoroughly enjoy your summer. Cheers and see you at the club soon. Back to you, Michaela. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Commodore. We move to our first question. Myself and three friends have met for lunch once a week for years. We are not family and not from the same household. Can we still do this? Is it safe? Can do this, it is safe. The main concern regarding social distancing is making sure that you stay six feet away or two meters from people who aren't in your bubble. We are providing a number of different seating operations um, options here at the club for you to be able to come down and enjoy some time with your family and friends who might not be within your immediate bubble. But you do need to respect social distancing at all times. So the answer is yes, but as with everything else, it just needs some flexibility and some awareness for the provincial guidelines. Back to you, Michaela. Thank you. Next question. There are four people in my family and our bubble family has five members. Is it possible for us to have a meal at the club? Yes, that's nine people. So the maximum allowable group is 10. We do have, again, some options, but the furniture at the club is very limited. So I highly recommend that you contact us ahead of time. There's information in the e-blast about how to do that. And just be mindful that if you are planning to bring a large group, or the largest you can, nine or 10 people, that you need to contact us ahead of time, or at least be patient with staff. We might need to shuffle a few things around, find you an alternative, but we can definitely do that. But you just need to be mindful and again, a little bit patient when it comes to, uh, to arrangements on the day. Back to you, Michaela. So it's great that I can order takeout from Galley to go. If it's a nice day, will there be anywhere we can sit and enjoy our food in the fresh air? Any thought given to delivery to my boat? Absolutely. So we've just had all of our picnic tables re refinished. Um, we've had them spread around the grounds. Uh, all of our patio furniture is ready to go. Um, we are going to be experimenting with some different arrangements to find the best solution. Because while there's some consideration around how many people you can fit around a certain table or how many people can be in a certain group, you need to manage the distance between the next group. So we need to be sure that you're not only spaced between group to group, but that you're also providing egress around those tables as well so people can walk uh, past you in and out of buildings. So it'll take some time. The delivery, sorry, just on one, one point, actually, just to go back to that point. Um, the grounds are expansive. There's a lot of grass, there's trees, there's opportunities to picnic. I've already seen it since we started doing the takeaway option. I highly recommend people bring a blanket um, and their families and enjoy the grounds. There's no doubt part of the grounds that, that many of you might not have experienced before or for a while. So I highly recommend you do that. As far as, as delivery, we'll just have to see how we go. I would love there to be uh, a very expansive delivery service where, we, where you could call up and 
tell us what slip you're at and we can run the food straight to you. I'm very, very excited about the possibility of that. As I said in my opening remarks, I can see that people will be enjoying their boats a lot more in time with their families. So anything we can do to help facilitate that, we will absolutely endorse. Back to you, Michaela. Will the pools be opening this year? Yes, the pools will be opening this year. We haven't received official guidance from the province regarding pools. I've already got my team uh, working on clearing them. Um, it's just the first week of June. I know it's a bit deceptive given the last week or two that we've had of weather. Um, we usually open our pools at the end of June. Saraguay needs some, some consistent warm weather to be drain the pool and refinish it. So we'll be ready to go, very confident. Um, the province is obviously working through some issues with, with the lifeguarding and the pools association about um, how to manage indoor and outdoor pools, but we'll absolutely be ready to go when that order comes through, no doubt. Back to you, Michaela. I enjoy going to the pool and love seeing the small children enjoying themselves. But how do you manage the small children when they do not understand or won't remember social distancing rules? Very good question. Um, a lot of that responsibility falls with the family, to be honest, uh, parents and family. Um, we're not going to be, as I said, over managing people. Um, we're going to be putting in place an environment that will help people manage social distance. Um, there's a very good chance we're not going to be running junior sailing programs vis-a-vis -vis wet feet um, this year. Uh, the pool will probably not be as busy as it normally was. Um, but the responsibility for managing young children comes down to their parents. As a parent myself, I understand that. Um, and that's really where, where the responsibility is going to lie. We've been very clear about the conditions. There's really no surprises there. Um, so really it comes down to individual family units to manage themselves. Um, in that fashion. Back to you, Nicole. Does the club plan to offer any social distancing events to include members who don't participate in voting? That's a good question. It's a huge challenge. Obviously, uh, uh, Vice Commodore Member Services India White has uh, some plans for do-it-yourself uh, distancing games. It could be building cardboard boats in your own group and uh, setting them out on the arm, see how you make out. Um, there's all sorts of possibilities. Badminton is one that can be played on the lawn, croquet, um, quats, there's all sorts of options. Uh, they're actively exploring and modifying their plans as the regulations and, uh, and restrictions through the province get relaxed. So uh, just stay tuned. We're still early days uh, weather-wise, but it's coming fast and, uh, and we'll be ready. Back to you, Michaela. Will both the province and the squadron have given their okay to group gatherings in late July with the cruise beginning on July 25th? Will cruisers be willing to actually come on the cruise even if the province and the squadron has given the okay? Well, I think that's the question you have to ask the individual cruisers perhaps, but certainly cruising is by its very nature self-distancing. Uh, you're sailing with your same household typically um, it's possible you could have others on board, but that would be very awkward unless you have a large vessel. Uh, but the, the, the aspect of cruising beyond the sailing is going to destinations where you can raft up. Um, with six feet being the distance between different groups, any boat rafted on another one by that very nature, as long as you're on one side of the boat opposite to theirs, uh, you're, you're social distancing. So I think it would work very well. It would be different. Obviously, you know, uh, getting on the beach with bonfires and corn boils may not necessarily work so well, 
but certainly, uh, if everybody prepares their own hors d'oeuvres and they're sitting at, uh, at anchor watching the uh, sun go down, it could be one of those large circles they have, and uh, it might work really well. Uh, it could be quite surprising how, how much fun it is. Back to you. What can we do for the club and any and all of those that make it a wonderful place we so enjoy? I come use the club. I mean, it's uh, today's a little frosty, I'll tell you. Um, I wandered around the grounds yesterday. We had a meeting here and I couldn't uh, remember just how large the grounds are. And there's all sorts of places to explore. And as Scott mentioned, uh, picnicking and everything else. Um, before this meeting, I also had a chance to have uh, one of the burgers. So I have to tell you that the food coming out of the galley is really tasty. So come down, have a meal, grab a glass of wine, bring chairs from your car. A lot of people are doing that now. Uh, when they go on dock dates or deck dates as we call them uh, and use the club and have fun there's all sorts of opportunity for folks whether you have a boat or not um, you will see some things coming out uh, within the next two weeks the j22s will be available for uh, boaters and sailors there'll be kayaks and paddle boards we're working on that as well and uh and just just come down and have fun so that's what you can do is, is come and enjoy yourself and use your club it's your club back to you michaela Will there be any kids sailing programs or training offered this summer? Absolutely. Uh, we've, we've had so many plans in the background. Uh, we have various scenarios we can pull the trigger on at a moment's notice. Uh, this one's tricky, obviously. It uh, has a lot to do with kids' age, the size of our uh, property in the area of the dinghies in front of the MAC. Uh, but definitely there'll be uh, uh, junior sailing, learn to sail. Uh, the race team will be functioning as well. It'll be different. The protocols are in place now. We, we want to see uh, just what sort of age groups we can actually deal with. And, and these things are coming out home near daily now. So stay tuned. Back to you. Actually, Sean, if I could just add a further comment on that one. Um, there's obviously been a lot of commentary. We've been on a lot of calls with um, other clubs, Commodores and general managers across the province. A lot of clubs are, are grappling with how to run junior sale programs. Um, you know, as I said, you know, incredibly important, not just to us, but to, but to the sport and to the province. Um, we're looking at, at actively at ways that we can accommodate that. I mean, it's inherently difficult, as I mentioned before, with looking after particularly young children um, and having them, you know, take direction and, and being able to manage them. Um, but we don't, we don't want to let that stop us um, from running junior sailing programs. So we need to balance, uh, you know, the heart and the mind um, with what we would like to do and what we can do. Um, I'm confident though that there's, there's some things that can be done um, that might surprise a few people and, and that, we can, um, that we can manage a, a more effective junior sailing program. Um, so the race team are having to adjust to that. You know, there's a, a group of kids that are usually on the road all summer. Now they're looking to be, to be here, in, here in Halifax. So all's working very hard on, on, uh, on coming up with an innovative program to keep those kids engaged and active. Um, and uh, you know, give give their families and parents a good a good return on their investment, both um, mentally but also financially. There's a lot of considerations, um, but again, I'm confident that given what we've heard on on a range of calls through the province, that that we're definitely in a good position to offer the best program we possibly can, both to intro sailors and to and to the more advanced athletes. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be different again, but but uh, it'll be enjoyable at the same time. Thanks, Michaela. Wednesday night races, if not full crews, possibly double or single-handed racing? 
Yeah, it's Erin uh, Norwood, uh, Vice Commander of uh, Sailing. Um, her committee, she's got an excellent committee and they're on top of all of this. So uh, they've been monitoring what's been going on uh, across Canada and the States because they've had to deal with this sooner. Australia, what's happening in Europe and how things are opening up. And so the focus is on fun. Uh, competition is going to be very different. Nobody's going to be out there with uh, their full-on competitive crew unless they're a, a solo sailor. But double-handed sailing, doing some offshore events are possible. Single-handed sailing for those that can. Uh, your family bubble can get out. Um, so Wednesday night could be, it, it will definitely happen by, by mid-June. Uh, we'll have it all sorted out. Uh, but it's just going to be different. It's going to be breakwater starts and finishes going out to a mark, coming back in, or going out to several marks, coming back in, but these will all be navigational marks. There'll be no laid marks, there'll be no uh, race committee per se. Uh, I see the way it unfolding is you, you go out to race, you come back, you tie up, um, you call up to the club and you order some food, some drinks, whatever, and go and pick it up or if it gets delivered to your boat. And then people two boats over in the same race when they come in, well, there's, there's your social setting and it's safe social distancing. So it could be very fun. Um, it's definitely a year for family sailing uh, and bubble sailing, which is uh, probably a new term we'll hear later on. So uh, fun, yes, uh, highly competitive, unlikely, but it'll be a very good summer regardless. Back to you. How will you be checking that people sailing are adhering to the guidelines for social distancing, sailing within their bubble, using the same household and crew, et cetera? Well, those are regulations and guidelines that the province has given us and everybody understands them. Uh, we've certainly monitored that behavior in the yard, but now that boats are in the water and when you untie and you go out on your boat, that's your business. Uh, same as when you go to a grocery store, uh, Sobeys or President's Choice folks don't chase you down and, and ask if you're shopping with your spouse or if those are your kids or anything else. Uh, uh, there's guidelines. Everybody knows what they are. We're all adults, so just adhere to the guidelines. And, and it should work fine. Uh, that said, if uh, there is a circumstance uh, on the property where people are not uh, following the guidelines, then yes, we will intervene. It's, uh, it's our responsibility to do so. It's reputational risk to the squadron and, and we won't put up with that. But it's all about fun. Everybody will sail, have fun, be respectful, no doubt. Back to you. I typically dry sail my boat. Is this still possible? Yeah, absolutely. There's protocols in place for using the crane. Uh, J24, for instance, uh, owned one for years. Um, somebody on the crane controls, uh, somebody pushing the keel out, and somebody handling the, uh, the lines on the boom. So your social distancing, uh, that's not an issue. Uh, these people are likely going to be the people you're sailing with, which means they're, you're in your, in your social bubble or your same household. And uh, at the end of the evening, you haul your boat back out and put it back on its trailer uh, using the same protocols. But this may also be the year if, if, the if the competitive type of sailing we're used to isn't going to take place, then maybe it doesn't make much sense to haul your boat in and out of the water all the time. And getting a bit of scum on the bottom is maybe a little uh, easier than uh, to worry about hauling your boat back and forth. So again, uh, it's all possible. It's all encouraged. So, uh, so, so go ahead. Back to you. What safety measures are you employing in the kitchen and with staff? Well, it's a whole range of safety measures. Um, a lot of people wouldn't be aware of the um, safety regimens, food safety, personal hygiene regimens that are, pr are present um, when it comes to back of house operations in the food and beverage context. 
Um, there's already a whole raft of processes and procedures that already need to be followed on a, on a daily and intra-shift basis. Um, now what we're looking at doing is just overlaying that with, with a range of guidelines issued by Restaurants Canada with a return to work. Um, as I mentioned before, dining experience is going to be very different. Um, staff are going to be in masks, so you'll often see Liam walking around with a mask on his face, but that will happen. Um, but we are going to be taking extreme levels of care when it comes to sanitisation. Um, we obviously have industrial cleaning equipment when it comes to crockery, cutlery, plates, glassware. All of that has already got us through a system which will kill literally anything that, that is on it. Um, and again, you overlay that with more personal touches around furniture and, and uh, table settings, um, menus, anything else that people touch. So I'm very confident that, that we're already in a good position. Uh, we're already running a very efficient operation when it comes to that professional requirement. Um, and in looking at the information that Restaurants Canada put forward as far as a reopening strategy, there's nothing there that we can't do. Uh, and a lot of it we already are doing. Just a subtle change in process when it comes to how to manage uh, from when the customer arrives to when the customer leaves. But the back of house process, everything goes away, everything gets washed. It's all commercial grade. Um, it's all chemicals and equipment that is approved for use. Everything's fit for purpose. Um, so I don't want anyone to have any doubts in that regard. Back to you, Nicole. What is the cost of running the dining room at 50% capacity? Sorry. It's okay. Um, I don't know the answer to that question. There's a range of, it's not really that black and white. Um, I've had to pull 50% of the furniture out, um, but we still need to manage the same footprint. We've still got a predominantly large amount of furniture outside. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of people, hopefully a nice dry, warm summer sitting outside. So we're going to need to manage our, our labour resource to make sure that we can, we can appropriately service our membership. So we're going to have to wait and see. Um, certainly up to this point, um, we've been staging our decisions, we've been managing our, we cut our labour very, very quickly, um, inconvenience more than a few folks, uh, which has weighed very heavily on me through this time. Fortunately, I get to bring a few of them back uh, now with Gally to go last week and then moving forward. So we'll be stepping through that process. I mean, the cost of the food on the plate is what it was this time six months ago, so that hasn't really changed. The operating overhead of the, of the business as far as the restaurant operation hasn't changed. Um, how much resource we need on a labour uh, front to manage the membership and to manage our product, that's going to need some tweaking. Um, but certainly the federal government with their labour uh, subsidy program, you know, it's a very fortunate um, step from our federal government to put that in place. Um, and ourselves, as well as a range of other food and beverage um, providers across the, across the city, across the country, are going to benefit as a result. So it's going to be tax dollars well spent. Um, it's going to enable me to run the operation and to keep people employed. Um, but I can guarantee the membership that I'm certainly going to be very, very mindful of expenditure, matching that to revenue, um, and not getting too carried away with uh, ourselves through this period. Back to you, Nicole. What does the club propose to provide? How does the club propose to provide sanitized silverware, plates, and glasses? Well, again, I just uh, a point to my previous answer. Um, all of that, all of that equipment, all of that flatware, crockery, cutlery, glassware is all taken away after use. There's no repeat usage anymore. You won't see any 
uh, jugs of water or glasses stacked up as on the bar as you used to see them. You won't see any cutlery baskets or anything. You won't, you won't actually see any cutlery on the table when you arrive. It'll, it'll be brought out to you. There won't be any side plates on the table. Um, so again, it's part of a broader, broader process. Everything will be single use um, and everything will be taken away and sanitised before it's brought back out. Back to you, Michaela. Will the menu be expanded as the restrictions ease? Well, the menu will be expanded as of Friday. So our wardroom menu, as you as you know it, as you knew it in uh, in winter uh, and summer of last year, will be very consistent with the with the menu offer that we'll put forward from a full service perspective. Um, and the galley to go menu that is currently running, um, I plan to keep that consistent as it stands at the moment but we could well look at expanding that as well. I mean, I want to keep the full service dining offer separate from the takeaway or the takeout offer um, for obvious reasons. Um, so I want to still maintain that level of quality of product when it comes to plated meals. And the takeout option is more of a casual um, alfresco style of, of dining, um, a bit more of your fish and chips, a bit more of your burgers and handhelds. Um, as far as expanding up, Further on top of that, I'm not sure. I would love boat provisioning to be a big part. I would love everyone to embrace, uh, embrace the shared platters and the tasting platters and food you can take on your boat. And I can see a lot of, a lot of benefit there. Um, but for the time being, I think what we had was a good product. There's no reason to reduce that. So that's what, what we'll be running with. Um, but then everyone can hopefully come down and enjoy. Back to you, Michaela. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Commodore. We do have some live uh, Q&A questions that have been submitted below, uh, so we'll proceed with that now. Commodore, are there any procedures in place for fueling my boat? Oh, absolutely. There's, there's protocols for, uh, for everything we do as, as a club, and fueling is, is one of them. So uh, you pull alongside, um, you can call on VHF or sell uh, to the dock office if the uh, person isn't already there ready to fuel. Uh, they hand down the, uh, the hose. Uh, it'll already be cleaned uh, when you get it. Uh, we suggest you bring your own cleaning materials as well. That's, that's uh, part of our end-to-end -end, um, disinfecting. Uh, you fuel your boat, you hand it back up. Uh, the, uh, the dock person will then clean off the end, uh, stow it, and then they'll turn to you and tell you how many liters you took of whether it was diesel or gas, and what the cost is if you like. They'll take your member number and that's it. You won't actually sign for anything, it'll just be your okay. So yeah, very much. Uh, fuel services are open as per usual. Uh, same with pump out, uh, same with everything we do. It may take a little longer, uh, but it's all set up, it will work. Back to you. Will the Sarah Club be used this summer? I'll take that one. Um, we're not sure, but it's highly doubtful. Um, the province has been very consistent when it comes to, to their measures in place. They've just obviously um, changed certain aspects of it. The group size is going to be one, though, that I, I would be surprised if, if they uh, wholesale change that. At the moment, it's 10. It might go to 30 or 40, maybe go to 50. But certainly our, our wedding season this year, um, if that's where the, where the direction of the, the question was headed, um, 
we've been spending many, many weeks now um, reorganising weddings for next year. Um, I don't think we're going to have um, any events of, of that size permissible in the province. I might be proven wrong. I'd, I'd be very happy to be proven wrong. But at this stage, it's going to be very, very difficult. As far as internal squadron events, potentially. Um, you know, I really don't want to uh, make too many assumptions. I know I just did, but I don't want to make too many assumptions when it comes to that. We're just going to have to see how we go over the coming weeks and months. I would love nothing better than to have a cruising dinner up there or any other events that we normally would have on, a, on an annual basis, but it's going to be very, very difficult, um, to be perfectly honest. Um, so we're just going to have to wait and see how we go. Back to you, McCullough. What impact will all this pandemic business have on the club's financial picture this year? Want me to take that, Scott? <laughs> I'll take it. Um, Good on you. <laughs> it's uh, again, it's 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 a challenging year on a on a whole range of levels. Um, we are very fortunate, though, in that in that we did act quickly and we did we did make a few very strong decisions very very early on which helped um, stabilise our position. The timing of the, of the pandemic, I think, relatively speaking, you know, was, was okay when it comes to us. It still happened relatively early and it's still cleared in time for us to get, you know, boats in the water and to be sitting here where we are now uh, the first week of June in a pretty good spot. Um, if it had have arrived right in the middle of June or, like, sorry, July or August, back, you know, obviously when everything was, was happening, it might be a different story. So as it turns out, you know, we're, we're quite fortunate in that regard. And I think it still set us up for a relatively successful summer. Um, and hopefully the membership will, will see value in their, in their investment. Um, as far as the, the, the federal support program goes, I mean, absolutely, that has, has definitely helped us, um, as it has helped a, a range of other businesses uh, throughout the country. That's put us in a position that we would otherwise be, be very different. So I think we're very fortunate to have a very progressive, supportive federal government that acted in turn very, very quickly um, and has, uh, has provided that level of support. So I think the combination of that, in, in, as far as some federal support, our own decision making, um, our membership, who I have no doubt will come back in droves in the summer and support the club, and the timing of this of this pandemic, specifically the relaxation of measures, I think is, is, uh, has put us in the best, best possible position. So, you know, is it going to be a record year? Probably not, but, um, but I think we'll stay the course and I think we'll be just fine through the course of the year. I could, just, I could just add a little bit there, Scott. Uh, some of the forecasts looking out, because uh, we're forecasting all the time to see uh, financially where we're going to be. Uh, the current estimates show that we'll have the least debt uh, the past five years. So while it's still not what we'd like it to be, uh, the forecasts are showing a very positive year as a result mostly of the, uh, the federal subsidies and some of the early actions we took. So uh, we're, uh, we're very hopeful, but we won't know until, uh, until this is all gone. But uh, mm -hmm. we're on it, believe me. Over to you, Michaela. How is the J22 booking going to work and will they be available for Wednesday night races? Oh, you're drinking, so I have to answer this. All right, perfect. Um, yes, the, uh, the, the idea of the J22s over the years, uh, back when I was Vice Converse Sailing, we started having a one design fleet of J22s and we bought the six of them. Uh, over the years, they've fallen into somewhat uh, disrepaired state 
Uh, they've been used for various sailing programs around learn to sail, adult learn to sail, uh, and as well loan them out from time to time for various events. So uh, what we've done, our staff has uh, worked like dogs to get them in shape and we have some of the best people working on them. Uh, we hopefully will have all six up and running. Wednesday night racing uh, will occur at some point with the J-22s and it may happen as soon as uh, mid-June. Right now we're focusing on just having the boats available for use uh, and there's no charge for that. So you can book them out for four hours at a time and you go for a nice sail in the harbor. You can load your boat uh, full of uh, food from, uh, from the galley to go and, and head out. Uh, Wednesday night racing, uh, will they be available for that? My guess is yes, but I don't want to preempt anything that uh, Vice Commodore Aaron has planned at this time. And, uh, but I do think they will be available. It'll probably be white sail, but uh, my guess is yes, and there might be a nominal fee for chartering for racing. And uh, hope that answers your question. Back to you, Miguel. Without normal racing, will the club be accepting privileged crew members this year? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the things with privileged crew is uh, they're, they're crew and uh, they are met, they're people that choose to support the club by joining and sailing on a member's boat and uh, we have a lot of them. Uh, in a year where we're not having normal competitive sailing, that's a bit of an issue. So what we've done by opening up the J-22s and having them ready is privileged crew will be able to take them out as well. Uh, it might be slightly different format, but that's the plan. If you're a privileged crew member, you can sign out the J-22s and go sailing. And uh, that's where that works. And of course, access to the property and, and everything else. Back to you, Michaela. Has there been any consideration around transporting members to the club via tender and back to downtown? Two pickups, perhaps, 4.30 and 5.30 with two drop-offs, 9.30 and 10.30. That way people can drink and not have to worry about traveling in cars. I could take that one, Scott. Uh, we've done that, uh, oh, as long as I've been a member, which is 30 plus years, uh, it's been discussed many, many times. Uh, we used to use the Enos Collins for that. The issue becomes social distancing. So if you're being picked up downtown and it's uh, work uh, folks and you all need your two meters, six feet of space between you. So it does become a little tricky unless we have a really large tender, which we don't have. But it's certainly something we'll consider and uh, we'll talk about and we'll see what we can do. Back to you, Michaela. While there are restrictions on who can crew on a yacht, is there any chance of holding inter-club racing or regattas? Absolutely. <laughs> it's gonna be different. Uh, I was talking to some folks in the boatyard before I came in for this meeting and, uh, and we're talking about, well, we just happen to be out in the same area of the water and we just happen to mention we wanna to sail towards this mark and where you go. Um, Absolutely, it's possible. Uh, again, it's uh, the, the most important rules are social distancing. Well, that's handled by you taking out your boat and having your bubble with you or not bubble with you. Uh, your social distance from other boats by virtue of being on your own boat. Um, will there be an after party? Uh, unlikely. Uh, maybe it's uh, we finish off the Halifax waterfront and everybody takes their sails down and floats close to one another and, and uh, has a beer or two uh, out of the cooler. So all these things have, have been discussed. Uh, I know that uh, Aaron's committee is, uh, is on top of all these things and there's a bunch of fun folks on there. So I guarantee you they have some plans. Back to you, Michaela. 
If a member has an idea for a socially distanced event, can we submit suggestions? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I don't pretend to have all the answers. I'm a, I can speak for Commodore, no, he doesn't pretend to have all the answers either. Um, we, need, we need everyone to get involved. Um, there was a question earlier about how can we help, help, uh, help the club. I mean, you can get involved, you can submit um, uh, thoughts, you can, you can talk to your committee members, you can reach out to, to me, to Michaela, to anybody involved with the club. Um, we need to all think about how we can um, be creative and innovative when it comes to how we manage through um, this, this season and this period of time. Um, managing through those, you know, these, these uh, health guidelines that we all know so well. So absolutely, um, please drop me a line. Uh, my email, my phone number is out there. Um, you know, we're all going to be back here at the clubhouse relatively soon. Um, but please, any ideas you have, I mean, you know, I always like to throw them all against the wall. So um, one of them will stick. So please reach out, uh, get creative, um, and uh, yeah, help help us and help your club uh, manage through this season. Back to you. When using the crane, do we need to bring our own hard hats? No, there, uh, there's a, a protocol for that as well. There's a protocol for everything, I guarantee you, um, and including the, uh, the hats. So we've removed the sweatbands. There's a cleaning procedure for the hats. They're clean before you pick them up. If you want, you can also clean them again. Uh, and after you return them, you can clean them, but they're gonna be cleaned uh, regardless. So what you're putting on your head has been sanitized. Uh, same with the crane controls, when you're using those, those will be wiped down as well. And if you work from the assumption that anything you're touching, which is common to the property, uh, just assume it hasn't been sanitized and you have your own wipes and uh, you're, you're likely gonna be wearing gloves um, and just proceed accordingly. But we do have all the protocols in place to, to handle all those things, including hard hats. Back to you, Michaela. What if the people in my bubble aren't members? Since we're limited in who we can see, can we bring our bubble friends? I can answer that, Scott, or? Yeah, so, yeah. so the Constitution says you can bring guests to the club, same guests five times in a row, after which time we expect you to sign up and sign on the line and join. Uh, but yes, the same guest privileges you've had before. Uh, uh, still hold. There's no change there at all. It's just the social distancing you must adhere to and the group size. And if you follow those two things, please bring your guests and enjoy the property. Back to you, Michaela. Thank you very much, Commodore and Scott. That's all the time we have for questions. If we did not get to your question in tonight's session, we welcome you to contact your Commodore at commodore at rnsys.com and or your general manager at gm at rnsys.com. I would like to turn it back to the Commodore for his closing remarks. Thanks, Michaela, I appreciate it. Uh, please know that your board and staff have worked tirelessly to get us through this so far. Uh, the impression might have been that we were whiling away the darker days of the pandemic, but nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, since all this started in mid-March, so many hours every day have been spent looking at all options, all possible scenarios, as we truly tried to think outside the box. Uh, although we now meet as a board virtually on a monthly basis, that long, long meeting is typically a summary of all that has been going on on a near daily basis. Many committees are hyperactive, some even now meet bi-weekly, and all share numerous daily emails and texts to keep connected. A lot of activity. 
when our board started and I started this job, we had a truly aggressive reformation plan, uh, but then the pandemic got in the way. And uh, finances, membership, discipline, strategic plan, waterfront, boatyard plans, so much more. And uh, while some of this has been delayed, it's still in the works and progressing. Uh, obviously our focus has been on, on the pandemic and how to, uh, how to get the club through this as safely as possible. So to accomplish all this in normal times would have been a challenge. During a pandemic, well, much more of a challenge, I, I can tell you. I'm truly blessed with a great board and so lucky and thankful to have them during this difficult time. Likewise, our staff has risen to the challenge, working long hours, uh, doubling up on responsibilities uh, where possible to ensure everything is in place, all directions being followed, ongoing support programs are being subscribed to, all the while ensuring we're ready to fire the Stark on each time the provincial health restrictions are eased. And believe me, every time they're eased, uh, my phone, Scott's phone goes off, tons of emails and texts, and uh, away we go again. But most of it's planned in advance, so we're, we're pretty good. So in terms of staff to this end, I'd like to give a special shout out to Michaela Sani, our host this evening. She's our communications manager and you know what she does uh, and very thankful of that. Mark Parsons for ensuring the grounds uh, look as if, it weren't, if, if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic. They're gorgeous, I got to walk through them yesterday and uh, it's a shame that the place wasn't, uh, didn't have more people wandering around with me. Uh, Wayne Blundell, uh, the boatyard uh, is a challenge at the best of times, it's very technical. Uh, but throw in all the protocols that allow his guys to all work within a certain distance, respecting social distancing and following all the health protocols we put in place. Very, very difficult. But he's risen to that challenge. We're uh, perhaps a week behind where we'd ordinarily be. And while some of that was caused by delays uh, of our protocols, uh, it's also because the weather here in spring is just terrible, as you know. So it's been cold and rainy and miserable, but we're getting going. I also truly want to thank Scott. Uh, he deals with so much on a daily basis, and I know I drive him to distraction with my frequent daily phone calls, emails, and texts. Members, staff, contractors, and the board, he juggles it all with such positive attitude, and truly, we're very lucky to have him. Finally, in closing, I so look forward to the time in the not-so-distant not so future when we can all meet again in person at your squadron, the oldest shot club in the Americas. Thank you for listening, thank you for your understanding, and thank you for your membership. We'll be standing by. Thank you all very much. Your attendance at this town hall means a great deal. This was the first of a series of town hall style meetings, providing our membership with an opportunity to hear directly from our board and senior operations team. And we hope you enjoyed your time with us this evening. Stay well and good night. Good night. Good night.